Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Coming to you live from we know we don't have a name for the rig yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Neil here first, who's here in the RV across the street from Whistling Straits to name the rig. Happy to be here. Don't have a name yet. We had Big Meech in New Mexico. Sure. Strap premiere tonight was was lit. Uh, Big Meech is great. We got to find a new name though. How so. about Ziggerito? Ziggerito. Oh, that's, that's good. Great. That's good. We're staying at Ziggy's Golf Haven. Uh, I'm trying to think of something Herb Kohler related. Herb Roller, something like that would be kind well, of That's just off the top of the head. That's, that's top of pretty, the head. That's pretty strong. No bad ideas. I hope it's not rolling, though. That's the thing. No, like, exactly. Well, it had Herb, to roll to get here. Herb yeah. Roller. I think that's got legs. The guy that came up with the Herb Roller that you hear is DJ Pie. TC is here as well. I'm sitting across from well, He's sitting across. We have a very spacious RV here. Uh, we have some beverages. There's a cookout going on outside. We're going to be doing live shows all week let's, here. Let, let's do a free ad. Spotted Cow. <laughs> It's Only so in good. Wisconsin. It's so good. I, I have some takes on that. It's very, like, it's good. Oh, it's great. It's good. It's one of those like cult things. It's taken a little bit too far. I like, think it's very that's, fine. That's fair too. Yeah, but it's, it's really fine. good. I it's love kind it. Of when I'm boomerang. I kind of boomerang on it. And where I, I've been coming to Wisconsin for a very long time. I'm from just outside Chicago, as you guys know. Uh, I, I was in your in your kind of pit there for a while and then i think it fully comes back and it just turns it's into good. A, no, a very uh just st- very solid I, solid beer I'm, I'm hearing from a, a wisconsin source that glaris moon man might be sneaky better than spotted that was we what they were saying to well. cody cody okay, was saying I'm have to try that the out moon man is do some blind is testing the, we should it's kind of the hipster hit yeah New Glarus does it. They all do all kinds of great products. What a great ad read for New Glarus. <laughs> well, can we get to the actual yeah. read here? Sure, We're trying sure, to get sure. to this here. Our friends at Callaway, uh, if you haven't heard us talk about the new full-toe wedge, uh, Jaws wedge, you can check that out at callawaygolf.com slash full-toe. DJ, I believe I'm going to ask you to flex on us about what you just told us about the full toe wedge. I brought, you know, we were out at the cradle a couple weeks ago with uh, my good friend Cody. Cody's sitting right next to me here. He's nodding in approval. He will verify everything I said. Uh, I made five birdies at the cradle in nine holes, and it wasn't because I was making putts. Just kept hitting these five the, the, birdies and five holes. birdies and nine holes. Hit them all. What inside five feet, Cody? That's an that's insane for a fifteen handicap. How many? I know. I was holes. as surprised as you are. What's all right? How many wedges did you go out with on the cradle? Just here's the fucked up part, TC. Just one. <laughs> what what was Just the wedge? wedge? What law? Uh, fifty six. Fifty six. So there was a couple holes I couldn't get to. What do you love about the full toe though? Uh, weird. So I'm not a not a gearhead at all. I'll, I'll happily get out in front of that. So I don't know, you know, what they're really touting, what they, what I'm supposed to like about it. But what I really like about it, I like the weight. I like a heavier wedge. It doesn't. Uh, it, it makes me feel less, I guess, flippy at the bottom. Less like my hands are involved. It, it just feels like you can keep it on the right path for longer. And uh, I don't know. I just I hit really really solid both around the greens and and uh, also full shots as well. So I, I really enjoy it. I'll second that. The, the full toe does have some heavy bass. Yeah. It's the low end. Exactly. Thumps on the turf That's right. Hard. Bob rocks in the studio that, turning up the low end. That's right. 
You can check the more out information at calgolf.com slash full toe. All right, Devils, baby. <laughs> Let's get to preview number 78 uh, of Ryder Cup contents. It all changed today. Everything changed. Everything <laughs> out the window. Throw every piece of analysis out the window. First Ray. things first, Sally. Let's go. Let's just let's just you, have it out right you're now. You're the only one of us that's been on site thus far. Mm. Correct. Biggest takeaway. Well, I, I mean, flew up last night. I was hoping to go out today, hoping to get to the media center hear some griping about the media shuttle. So first things first. TC was hoping to get out there. Just unfortunately ran into a round of golf. There was nothing. There nothing was nothing you could do. No, do I was it. trying to get here last night. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll take it up with Scott Kirby directly. Uh, United really. Reverse really, ad for United. Really owned me up. Uh, on the flight that I that I made, uh, K on I will say. Very so cool. It was, it was a it was poetic. Really people poetic. cheering I'm like like. We got up. to get on that flight first. I love that. <laughs> but this, it was five hours late. This started with biggest takeaway. Was yeah. the yeah, was exactly. where this bit started. For. Well, the biggest takeaway. I'm asking. It's a question. It's a leading question. Uh, what are you hearing about the media shuttle? <laughs> it's a tough tough travel commute. Tough traffic getting in and out. It's one road. I mean, it's not not te- it's. It's one lane pretty much everywhere around Whistling Straits. But the media is up in Green Bay, right? Media is in a lot of different places. There's a lot of people in Milwaukee. Uh, I, I, I think it. you can drive right up to it and park right in the media a lot and get in easily. So, so there's think, there's truly a lot of different directions. There are a lot of different directions yeah, that you can go going. with that. But, I, had uh, heard, I had heard Green Bay from a lot of people, which a lot of people, a lot of people were unhappy about that. There's not. It turns out, you know, Haven or Kohler or Sheboygan or wherever we actually are is uh, not a not a not a hotel hub. Sure. That's yeah. That's easily the biggest takeaway. I think we can pretty much wrap it at that. You guys have anything else? <laughs> no, it's gonna be a storyline to watch. It was windy today. It was. There were conditions today. It was. Uh, I heard one player, uh, or I heard of one player that said like, yeah, there's really no point in practicing right now because the conditions are way harsher today than they are for the tournament and. The wind was out of a totally different direction than it's going to be for the tournament. So it was like uncomfortably when it was like almost ball, balls blowing off the green today. And in terms of like, hell yeah, five more miles an hour would have been like, eh, we really want to play today. Like, I don't know if we want to play in that. So, um, so Cody and I went to Pine Hills. Everybody at Pine Hills was a, it does this every time a tournament. This is their fourth big event, uh, fourth big men's event. I don't want to piss because I know they've had Shout women's Bert- open. Shout out to Birdie Kim. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, Black Wolf Run, that, right. uh, Sari Pak. Oh, right, Sari Pak. Birdie Kim won another year. Yeah, come on, Deej. Take away the shout-out to Birdie Kim. Anyways. Um, they windy. said this happens every time, early in the week, we get some conditions, and then it just totally lays down, and nothing plays like it's supposed to. Which I don't know how it's supposed starts. to. I don't know what uh, what how it's supposed to play. It's a wide open piece of land right next to the lake. Like like you would think, <laughs> wind wise, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not like linksy to begin with. No, no. you know, it's yeah. supposed to play. Or I saw something good today where it, it, somebody said it's it's very much like it looks like it's supposed to be a links, and then there's very broad slopes, and there's a spot to play it to, and you can play it to there away from the pin, and it's going to feed in. But there's not another way to play it. Like there's no creativity to right. it. Right. It is it is target golf. It it's is like formulaic. There's yeah. just one thing one takeaway I've had from whistling is there's just nothing in your way. Like you can hit the shot you probably want to hit and it's just a test of like hey, all right, it, the eighth tee shot is totally totally blind, but there is one line that everyone's going to take. There's not like, "Hey, you can risk it, play up the right if you want." It's like, "No, hit it right here." Then hit it right here, and that's just like that on repeat. But, but there might a, you there miss, might as well be a tree in your way up the up the other side because you're not going to hit it up that side anyway. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like uh, 
but there's not like pot bunkers that are right where you want to hit it. There's not, you know, on your approach shots in, there's not like, oh, well, I know I got to clear this bunker. I know I got to do this. It's just like, you want to do something? Here's the test. Like, do it right here. And I think with the wind, it, it, it neutralizes it becoming just a true ball striking contest and it adds some creativity and just a variability element that Europe probably wants very, very badly. Um, but yeah, I, I have some whistling takes. It's, it's a, uh, I don't know what I think of it yet as a Ryder Cup venue. It hasn't started yet. I think that's a, a fair place to be, but I will call into question right off the bat of just like, I don't know how much the the fans are going to be able to play a role in this. It's they're set back far enough. The green are hard to get close to. They're hard to get close to. If like, even if you have like inside the ropes access, it's hard to get close to some of these greens are and the places are Full disclosure. Bottom line has fallen. Twice within the first thirty minutes that I was here, um, it was slippery out there. It's cold too. I mean, it's, it's there was some rain. I'll yeah, make a confession. I I packed some golf shoes. I was gonna that say look like they kind of look like trainers. They're kind of hip and cool. But you know, I might be that guy rocking the spikes out there. I think I'd rather go down. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Why is well, these that, don't though? these don't look like golf shoes though? They're very. But you'll know. The stigma's a little. Maybe when I'm not falling, they'll know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The I, guy that shows up looking like he's about to play a round of golf with golf shoes sure. in the middle of summer when it's like totally nice out, whatever. Well, people underrate the waterproof waterproofedness of golf shoes and the traction. Yeah, it can be it can be important. Out but there. I'd rather I can only pick one battle at a time. I'd rather normalize <laughs> rangefinders. Totally, with fans They're with rangefinders is is better than TC fans tried with to make shoes. fun of me for that one too. I'd totally bring a rangefinder out here. I wasn't making fun of you. Okay, it was a I legitimate question. I can never tell with you. <laughs> Guys, I, I don't want to alarm anybody. We're under a gale, a gale force warning. Gale really? wind warning right now. Is this so, coming in from your friends at the NWS? Tron so, Cantori coming through with till the Till 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time on Tuesday. North winds 20 to 25 that, knots. That is passed, by the way. <laughs> gusts. Uh, oh, it's it's Thursday. Until Tuesday? No, Thursday. Oh, you it's said Wednesday, Tuesday. right? Okay. Yeah. You said okay. you said Tuesday. Okay. Gus up to thirty. <laughs> this reports knots. are coming in fast. <laughs> We're seeing waves up to six to nine feet out there. I did hear too. about that. Nice. First of all, um, <laughs> second really? of all, yeah, the, it was, dude. It was like six foot waves and the nine yeah. foot waves in the Great Lakes. Yes, That's wild. They're crashing out there today. I mean, it it's there's elements out there. It was it was it's a stormy bathtub, man. It it was effect like watching dudes tee off on eighteen with the wind howling out of the right. Like if you got a ball going a yard left, the wind just swallowed up. Like the best players in the world, the, like DJ could not keep a ball far enough right. And if you steered it right into the wind, it didn't start drawing. Like well, so this was going to be my thing. This is what I was thinking about. I contemplated almost nothing but the Ryder Cup on my whole. I flew into Chicago, so on my whole drive up here, and uh, it just seems like if the wind blows at all and i know it's maybe supposed to die down a little bit on sunday but doesn't that negate a lot of the length advantage i would say so right i think it adds a whole new element to it that it, it, I don't, which is wild yeah <laughs> right that's all we fucking talked about the whole right time, like leading also up to this. Uh, yeah and we'll get into this but all the strokes gain stuff throw it all out the window I don't know. Randy just Randy just sent me a picture of strokes gained in the wind. I mean, they got a strokes gained for everything. For sure, that's wild. You can measure anything new. Well, that's what uh, Jamie Kennedy did a good I, job of talking about that on the podcast. I was going to say you can't throw strokes like you can't be pro Europe with like one of the wildest analytics. Like you should see how many guys they have oh, out there. Totally. Oh, I know. Tracking yeah. all of this stuff like strokes gained is a dumb, extremely dumbed down version of everything they're doing. Like it's it's a summary version of but it. But that's the thing. It's like there's so much stuff that. And Padre is going to do all of it because he's, you know, like that's that's been something. But I think 
At some point, too, the sample size is very small. You can put guys in a good position to succeed, but at some point... I think there's a, a misconception between like throwing it out the window and it being of slightly... If they were playing a thousand-hole tournament, yes, it would be very different. I'm than going back to the size. to the the picks and the teams themselves. Like like looking at it on paper and saying, man, you know what? This, Euro- this, this European team is going to get blown out because their strokes gained is just... I... I still do. I do not agree with that. Uh, at the top, at the very top of both teams, it's extremely even, like very, very even. In fact, I like would would not be surprised if the, I, w- I would call the top of Europe better position than the top of the U.S. team. But depth is an issue, a hundred percent, and on the European side. And like when it comes down to singles, especially, and when it comes down to like afternoon sessions and four ball, I think the U.S. is going to have a big advantage. I really do. I, I don't. I just. I don't see the combinations netting out very. I think for one session a day, Europe can line up their their stalwart teams and go. But I just don't know what you do with the Viesberger, Fitzpatrick, a struggling ish Fleetwood. Hatton has been Westwood. Everyone that I've talked like watching Westwood, Westwood might stink. Watching week. Westwood tee off on eighteen with the rest of his group today. I forget and, which and tees was he playing. He they, they moved up a tee for the last group that came through because it was. I don't know if they need, needed to test a different. Uh, what is the what's the normal wind? I don't think there is a normal win. So we talked to Martha Naus about it on the. She's from Sheboygan, uh, I believe nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety four. Demarie, sure, classic winner from Sheboygan. Though she said, this time of the year you can get, it like there's no prevailing. It yeah. comes out of the west sometimes. When it comes in off the north, uh, it is, it's like it's heavy, it's wet, it's wild cold it's cold and most of those holes out there play really long yeah it, it's it's uh I, I don't know i i i think the rory sergio thing is going to be a real thing i think both those guys are going to play well rom has seemed to have been very just okay in the range sessions i watched and watching him hit a few shots hovland looks good um i just i don't know i worry about like four of their dudes and I, even if two of them play good, I still think the U.S. is very well positioned. I just struggle, I, though, where, like, if, if there's – all right, you can hide two guys. If two guys are – But you don't stinky, know who those are them. yet. But, you know, like, they're, it's it's you're picking two out of four. You're not picking two out of six or two out of eight, I think. And and at some point, too, I think it's also – like, somebody like Weisberger, like, I think he's a – I think he's a gamer. He may not have – like, he's – He's played decent golf this year. I know he's not like this stalwart that everybody. He he's also had really, really, really good finishes in majors. Like it's not like you can just throw the guy's you know recent results out and say, hey, you know what? He's he doesn't belong here. He, like it's three days of golf, and you know at most for him probably three rounds of golf. He uh, t fifty nine at the Open and missed cut at the U S Open and t forty at the Masters. What about last year? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that really does for us, but he, no, I'm saying no, but it's like Masters. it's not like we're talking about these guys in a vacuum, right? He's not, he's I can do that. Anonymous. 58th at the Masters, T43 at the U.S. Open, T43 at the PGA Championship. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, Valhalla. But what about like, 2018? All right. Valhalla um, in 2014. <laughs> he's there. All I'm saying is like it's not like he's some he's some dude that's never been in the moment before, never been, and that I I think that's what I come back to is like at some point anybody can play good golf for for two or three days on a especially these guys they're they're the best players in the world and it's the margins are very very thin and you're not always going to see those thin margins on a three-day stage you're going to see it over the course of a season or over the course of 
you know and that i think you that contributes very much to the fact that they absolutely can win this and i have not met one single person that has said like europe cannot win this and i'm definitely not one of the people that would say that they cannot win this but i think if you're looking at just how the teams stack up that has to be a concern going into it if you need like that many guys to hit you know that are question marks i i would be concerned if i was a europe fan i wouldn't be concerned about the top half like i think those dudes are seriously primed to you know, if those if the matchups shake out the way that you know that Europe would want them to shake out, I can't predict how that would be. I don't know how to answer that, but I I don't know. I just I just got here today, and I even even pulling in, I, I kind of made me chuckle that the, the U.S. team is stacked, and we I come up to this venue, and it's like with the wind blowing, it's like wow. And and what you were saying about the fans maybe not having as much of an impact, it's like wow, you just like handicapped them like right <laughs> off the bat, like yeah. what? And it's like. You know, you pick the U.S. picked the venue. It's like, I don't know if anyone has anyone thought of that. Like, it's just it's not just, only did they pick the venue. It just was funny to me. I don't know if that's a. You they know. also went DL. You know, taking the DL three school with cutting down the rough. They're probably told Kerry Hague to put the. We were here two years ago. The rough is the exact same level. Uh, I don't remember there being thick rough at the PGA Championships. I think it's just bunkers. There's not much they've done i mean there's just like if you get it offline here you're on a mound that you just don't want to be on like you you don't want to be offline but the fairways are wide too so it, it does Ed spots suit. there's some narrowing spot like i watch guys tee up on 16 narrow up like crazy when the wind starts blowing that's what i was yeah. saying is like you know a lot of these guys like the the length advantage is massive and yes a lot of these guys hit it really long and really straight but they don't hit it perfectly straight and a lot of these where the length advantage comes into play is where they can, you know, hit it up there and get away with missing a fairway here or there, but take advantage of being closer to the hole. And, dude, if if it blows like it did, it, it's very exposed out there. And I don't know, man. Some of those really long drives just feel like it's gonna it's gonna be harder to squeeze in some of the fairways. I know that's like very golf one hundred and one type stuff, but that has to level the playing field at least a little bit. I think the worst case scenario for the Americans is a ton of wind. Right. Yes, I agree. I, I, but I think this time also, of year at this course, yeah. <laughs> it's like Saturday afternoon. So I'm yeah. looking at the wind chart <laughs> right now. But I think Neil also like a lot of the re- like obvious reason. Like start asking yourself the question: like why would they have the Ryder Cup here? Like the answer is always going to be money. And I don't know exactly For what sure. that is, but this there's a lot of like but this it feels like a money maker anywhere. Whistling Straits would not be like the place you would go if you were trying to win it desperately, right? Sure. I think it's a spectacle. It was, it's going to look unbelievable on TV, I bet. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from the course. I'm excited, never been here. Excited to see it. I I agree that it's going to show up great, but you know, yeah, if you're if you're setting up if you're trying to win and you're setting up the course, you're kind of doing your and team a disservice. Let's not misconstrue. I don't want to do a pre the tournament even starting like, oh, let's blame the course for why the U.S. has lost. Like I, I've for very good reason, I think the course should fit them. But, but I think would you elements- agree? Yeah, that yeah. The Euro team plays better in the wind. Is that a fair statement, or am I just am I just stereotyping because I think that it's windier and I think it makes it more of a crapshoot. I okay. think it, and that helps Europe, right? If we, if things played out as close to by the book as they sh- could, should, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it, that'd be bad for Europe. Fair, fair, yes. I want to I want to so. change gears for a second and go. To, uh, the two guys I think for Europe that are my, because I agree the U.S. has more depth that are, you know, if they play well, it it it's trouble for the U.S. Are Sergio and your boy TC Fleetwood who I think Sergio I s- is going to play well like I'm not worried so too. about Sergio I think it's more like if 
if like Hatton's a wild card or um, Hatton would be in that group too. Those like, but it's more the middle pack because if you can get two or three of those three guys to play well and be somebody that you can, you know, trot out as a you know an anchor on and put a, a guy that isn't you know like a Westwood with them and he can they can kind of put them on their back. That could really help the Euros. I mean, Sergio and Westwood could be like two of the like that's like the one of the worst putting combos <laughs> ever put together. Well, I'm Which, not saying those two specifically, you know, yeah. but you get what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? Another yeah. thing about the you want wind, a thoroughbred. Another thing, yeah. the but, wind does is it prevents them from getting the greens too fast, and faster greens benefits the, the U.S. Americans. for sure. So, I walked a couple of the greens, and I was just I was kind of surprised. There's some hair on them, like they're not they're not super slick. I don't think they can get them super slick, um, just with the projected winds that they have. So. Um, I don't know. I, I waffle back and forth. I, I, I'm out there. I feel the elements, and I do agree that some of like the on paper stuff like just kind of goes out the window a little yeah. bit. It's like you got to beat that dude that's standing right next to you. That was kind of my point in the lead yeah. up. Was like, you know what? At some point, it's a small sample size. It's you got to show up. You got to hit the golf shots that day. And I, I and, think what's tough with that though is like you, you. There's a lot of guys. I think what's going to be really tough for Europe is, you know, there's a lot of leading up to the Ryder cup a lot of proclamations of just like oh man you know when they get to the Ryder cup that's just a different guy they need, i think they need to hope that that's really true yeah <laughs> you know well, what i mean like, yeah. more guys than normal fleetwood hasn't been good hatton hasn't that's, been good westwood hasn't at. been good for a little while i have like, confidence in like fleetwood and hatton to pull that out i don't know about like Poulter. like i would have rather them jumped off the horse too early than too late Right, and this feels like and that's what Porter made the point of. Like they're kind of caught between generations here. Totally. Like we thought Westwood's last Ryder Cup was 2016 when he was horrible at Hazeltine, and <laughs> yeah, and that was five years ago. And there weren't obvious guys to to bring. Like you know, you could argue Big Bob McIntyre, Rasmus Hogar. Well, I was I was sitting at dinner with Tron, and yeah, there's a whole other conversation about like when you want to bring your young guys in, and I think that's a totally but valid they have to make it kind of obvious conversation. But I think you, it just right? hit me at dinner where I was like, wait, fuck, did they? They picked Poulter instead of Justin Rose. Like, Poulter kind of stinks. Like, what? <laughs> what do they yeah, do? But, I know yeah, Rose kind of stinks too, Rose. but like, he's still Justin Rose. <laughs> like, listen to you... Team Rose over here. No, I'm just Riding, saying. No, trying just... to ride for his guy. I don't know, man. If you want to, it, that's a true yeah, like. Stanley. You know, that's a true. Yeah, he's just different at the Ryder Cup. It's like, all right, well, fingers crossed. But I mean, I think about so. it. You know, think about it also. Where, you know, say three. I guess the last Ryder Cup was three three years ago. Hovland wasn't a thing right right there's you know there's certain things that kind of come up and and, and I think everyone's budgeting Hovland to play well too yeah. right he's not one of the unproven or guys that I yeah. would be suspect of if I was a uh, you know a, a, a team Europe fan but if I if I may a, a stat in favor of Ian Poulter plus 1.4 in strokes gain over the last three months which is a lot of their dudes have been trending the wrong I was way say yeah. I feel like Poulter has played well this year like I feel like I've seen his name on the leaderboard a lot that is anecdotal but <laughs> Thank you, Sally, for bringing some data to back that up. Like I was saying, you guys were saying that, and I wasn't going to say anything. But in my head, I was like, "Man, you know, I think I think he's actually kind of brought it back a little bit I think this it's year." More, it, it, yeah, it's less, you know, going off of what he did this summer on the at the 3M Open, and more just like he's aging and hasn't been as good as everybody thinks in Ryder Cups. Some <laughs> since of my really Madonna. that I love. To, I'd <laughs> so, love to explore that. Thinking yeah. through some of the strokes gain stuff too. Here's where I have a problem as well. Strokes gained when you take an overall blanket a blanket period of time. 
you know, some some guys are going to be more volatile than others. Mm-hmm. Or some guys are going to be more you know streakier than others. Or some guys are going to be more consistent than others. Mm-hmm. Some guys like when they're in the mix, they're in the mix, and when they're not in the mix, like they kind of check out or they're you know. And and that's not to say that you know maybe a guy like Poulter, like when he's engaged and when he's in the mix, like he's he's playing really well and his strokes gained are probably far above what you would think because. He you know, like like it's just a like in that sample size where like he's you know he's I see what been, you're saying he's been prepping for this and trying to peak for this. I I think that actually that volatility helps you more in stroke play where the strokes are very not linear. Like if you have a if you can get to a plus five strokes gained in a single tournament, that is worth more than just being plus one every round. You know what I mean? Like that that's worth so much money. Like that totally peaking in that whereas consistency in match play is really rewarded. Like being consistent, being a tough out and not having like the but negative momentum is also very important too. It where is, I it, feel like there's certain things where like, like I put a lot of stock in guys that, you know, and maybe this is a, a mark against we, uh, for instance, but like I put a lot of stock in guys that like when they're in the, when they're in the, the mix, they just get it done. Right. Or they're like that, this guy's had a bunch of top tens or a bunch of top fives. Like he, when he's playing well, he maximizes that. Yeah, and that's why I just like don't know if those are those guys. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if like Finau's your Westwoods guys it, like that. And you can do the Poulter thing, but again, it's been nine years since Medina, and he was not good in fourteen. Didn't make the team. Yeah, in I'm not 16. trying to argue on. Poulter's no, I know, behalf. but it's like yeah. it's it's easy to remember the peaks. Like was was Poulter at one time a Ryder Cup menace? Yes. Did he have his moments in France? Yes, he was 500 in France and was horrible at Glen Eagles and didn't make the team at maybe, Hazeltine. It's like maybe they should have picked Monty. <laughs> never lost a single match. Never lost. Yeah. Um, also, going back to to Medina Hazeltine, do strokes gain matter as much when they put the pins in the middle? I, of the I greens? knew something. I knew it was not going to be a genuine question, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was a legitimate question. Like, does that neuter strokes gained at all, or is that? I think it. I I, I don't it know. It just shrinks the. It shrinks the dispersion, right? I think it makes it less of it a. Just turn into more of a putting contest, right? I think it. I would think it turns into Which a favorite Poulter. Less of a putting contest because I don't. I, I don't know exactly. I feel like why, everybody's but, able to get into the well, same like spots everybody in hits, the greens. Everybody yeah. hits the greens, so you would think whoever makes more. So, putts. so it's actually. So I'm, I, like, like I'm trying to find an argument for why Poulter stepped up in some of those moments and. It may be because like some of those setups were able to mask his but, ball striking flaws. Yeah, right? I, but I think Medina was like the one where they put the pins in corners yeah. and only the aggressive. There's something to be said for like a strokes gained and stroke play kind of mentality is going to lead you to more conservative lines. Whereas match play, especially in like four ball, if you want to aim at a pin, you yeah. aim at a pin. You don't have to worry about the miss. You don't have to worry about making double. You don't have to worry about the stroke play elements of like having to hold your ball out. And there is a difference in that, 100%. And like, I, we just don't have anything else to measure it. Like, yeah. the, no, the, you, stroke play doesn't just become, uh, you know, it, it would take a special breed of player that I don't even think I would fully understand to be like a bad stroke play player and then just be a total menace at match play. And I know people might want to say Poulter, but like that is a selective memory because it is not always like that. It's not 100%. Patrick Reed was that menace in 14 and 16 and was decidedly not in 18. It's just not... Talking about Which Dion- Tiger apologized for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair. He did. Before we go any As further, a quick shout out to our friends at Rap Soto. You can go to rapsoto.com slash NLU. You can use promo code NLU for $75 off your mobile launch monitor. They even got a, a lot of our towels. They got no laying up towels that they are throwing in orders. If you act quickly, 
Uh, we've talked a lot about this product. I know a lot of you guys have bought these uh, these mobile launch monitors. They're about the size of a rangefinder. They're extremely affordable. If you want to work on speed training of any kind, if you want to get dialed in on your distances, if you want to get more out of your practice, uh, this thing get within 2% of the numbers that a $20,000 launch monitor unit would cost you. Again, extremely easy to set up. They track all of your shots with Tracer. You can use it indoors. You can use it outdoors. Do you guys want me to keep going? This thing is a great, great product. Uh, I use it all the time. Again, you can go to rapsoto.com slash NLU. Use promo code NLU for $75 off your mobile launch monitor unit. Go quickly if you want the free towel in there as yeah, well. Yeah, happy to hear the towel. I sent those out last month. Huge. Yeah. We're, they're already going out Merch, the door. Sorry, give them back. This is great it. stuff, man. But people like, helping people. It's good, kind of vertical integration. True partnership. Yeah. Solid. On the topic of the of being between generations or between, you know, between for Europe, the guy that just st- sticks out like a sore thumb, he's 35 or 36 that is missing and like the that's kind of wavered and and bounced kind of bobbed up and down for Europe is Keimer. Yeah. That's, Where he's your guy cool. that's been a stalwart in certain situations and just kind of fades to the background and he should be right in his middle of his prime as far as Ryder Cup years and you look at a guy like him or somebody like Rafa Cabrera Bella or somebody like that and 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 then you know remember Alvaro Quiros yeah yeah, yeah. or Colsorts and like <laughs> you get guys like that and where, where they're they're very Molinari. yeah like like you know guys with a little bit of experience that step up and play well in a Ryder Cup year that's what's missing this year. Is yeah. like that's where the depth is. But right? they always do have a guy that that comes up and is is that dude for the week. I mean, Peters went four and one. Cabrera Bayo was undefeated. Twenty eighteen Molinari was o four and two in Ryder Cup matches going into it and won all five matches all right, so in eighteen. On that note, let's go around around the horn here. Who do you think that guy will be for Europe this year? Like the surprise guy. The surprise guy. Yes, the guy the the guy from the the bottom half or you know. The bottom eight that you think is gonna like surprise you. It sounds like TC feels like it's Weisberger. No, I mean I don't think that, I don't think his game sets up like all that well for this course. We're not. So <laughs> who do you think it is? Well, give him twenty more minutes. He'll be yeah. back on yeah. that Weisberger train. I think it could be Lowry because I think he I might. Think Lowry's. I think is, but I wouldn't put Lowry in that bottom. Like I would actually put Lowry. He's like, around the middle of the pack. Right the middle of the pack. The, yeah, he's yeah. probably yeah, their sixth. He's man. kind of a sleeper right now. I don't feel like anybody's. You know, we're not talking about like we're talking about Hovland. Like, oh, we're expecting him to play well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's like, oh, he ha- he's not. Yeah, I mean, he was a captain's anchor. pick, or, or you know, what I was, was they got one last. I was gonna say, I think spot. the this is. I know we have a much more hardcore audience here, but I think the average American fan base is going to be blown away by Hovland. I think he's going to be a name that is probably not on the tip of everybody's tongue, but is going to be. You know, I think we all know is clearly one of the best players on the team. But I think Hatton for me. I hope he. I hope he finds. It. I hope it's Hatton. That's. that's I love, where I was going love, to. love watching Hatton play golf when it's he's playing fun. well and yeah. when he's playing and bad. when he's playing yeah. poorly. It's great, yeah, which is which is good stuff. I, I talked to a lot of optimistic-looking European fans, like a, viewing European fans this week, and I didn't hear a positive vibe about Hatton. <laughs> Just say, and he he didn't look like he was vibing is, great out there. Which is super encouraging, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's going to beat the shit out of himself. Yeah, like, he's going to get I think, right. I don't really like. I don't really care for him. He's probably my least favorite guy on the team. I think Paul Casey. I think this course yeah. sets up should yeah. pretty well for him. Um, and then you know I like Lowry. The other guy that I I just I I, I have an immense amount of belief in Tommy Fleetwood. Hmm. I think that he's a great ball striker, and I think the you know the putting will come and go. But he's he's got enough length 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. Will a match win count as a win on U.S. soil for him? No, no. So will he'll still be searching after this? I can't believe oh, we have to do this. Amazing, you're over here. Can we talk about the Americans? There's only one on that other tour. We have. Well, no, I just had to say that to TC because he he detonates Finau. No, I'm for not you. winning, and then Fleetwood. I'm boy. like a, I'm like Switzerland when it comes to Fina. I'm no, a, you're oh, not. I'm a let's go. Party. Let's check the tape on that yeah, one. That's... Don't even. All right, I'd like to go on. Go on. Oh, he's gonna divert. Look, no, yeah. I want to <laughs> go somewhere else. I want to go around. Before we talk about the Americans, what's the? Um, we haven't been out there yet. What's mm-hmm. the? What's the atmosphere like out there? It's it's a little bit. I can't. I don't know if I want, I want to say it's muted. It's just like hard to get chants and stuff going when the wind is whipping in your ear. Hundred percent. And it it just is. Wind hard is to, underrated, man. Yes. God, the wind is just gonna be your constant companion yes. out there. <laughs> just constantly. It's a, just a low drone. It's not hostile. I, I've heard no hostility towards the Europe. Like Hazeltine was freaking hostile. Granted, a lot of that was owed to PJ Willett, uh, but I think they have done. Uh, <laughs> Should have picked him on the team. <laughs> Everything possible for the Europe, like European setup, for no one to do anything controversial. They are they're playing the pandering pan- the playbook. Coming out in the cheese heads, hats, come on! You know, chumming it up with the fans, signing balls, doing all that, slugging a few spotted cows. Come on! <laughs> Which I learned that was a Bernard Longer introduced thing in 2004. It was the first time, like the, a mindset thing for the Europeans, like play to the crowd, like be jovial with them, kind of don't they're, don't antagonize them. They're like, going to be there either way. Laugh it up with might, them a little well bit. Be and I, for you. It's a very it's a it's a clear and stated thing that they're that they're doing. You know I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Who cap- else played to the crowd? Part of the captain. <laughs> it's part of the. Ca- <laughs> Jesus. It's part of the captain's template. Exactly. Uh, it it kind of dawned on me today too, like just seeing the hype for like every little thing Europe does, like you know, aside from on the golf course, everyone is just like, oh yes. my god, they do, they blew it out. Like U.S. could never pull this off, and every little did, thing the U.S. Did does, you see that video when they were they were boiling tea? Oh. And they poured the tea. They have that a was, freaking. I mean, how powerful was that? That was. Yeah, I know what how you're gonna say. That was, was that? that was fucking stupid. Uh, I, qu- let me quiz you on this. If the Americans had set a life-size astronaut stupid. in their team room and very, said, very "There's stupid. more people that have been to space than have played on the U.S. Ryder Cup team," what your what the reaction to that be? Well, they, well, actually, the reaction would have been Bryson saying some stupid shit about Jeff Bezos or Elon <laughs> Musk. That's true. Well, just now, I mean, civilians are astronauts. <laughs> Uh, like every little thing they do just gets this universal praise. I aim and listen. I'm always shouting out Eamon Lynch's uh, articles, and I'm always agreeing with his takes. He had a take on like the staged Bryson Brooks video oh, that they did for brutal. that. Like, of and how all of Europe stuff was very authentic, and this was staged. Is like the Europe stuff is also very staged. Was sure. cheese better at staging? It. Yes. Yeah. Would cheesehead hats? Is that authentic? They're also yeah. They're it's just more <laughs> likable though. They're just yeah. yeah. They're just, we just stumbled upon these cheeseheads. <laughs> what if we all put them on? They're wearing cheeseheads. We're also talking. Being, about I'll do this. it if you'll do it. We're talking about the same people that do all the European tour footage like all the european tour social stuff all year yeah, and then which, you've got pga of america people say, not, parachuting in that don't know these yeah. guys that don't have any relationships with them at all and are saying oh my god like we got to find some content here too versus it's the european team at least the you know the six to eight guys that played over there year round like interacting and producing with their normal dudes not not to get too deep in the inside baseball weeds but i think that's a very important point and it just shows from a pj tour perspective pj of america perspective like you know look at what people are saying about the european tour 
team. And yes, a lot of that is due to the actual team. A lot of it's just due to the shit that they put out, man, and the way that they're packaged and marketed and like that stuff really matters. And you got to do a good job at it and be artful and tactful about it. And they they actually are. Which and like I've been listening to Shane Ryan's Ryder Cup run podcast leading up to this. It's like really, really, really good content. And it's it's he almost mispresents it as, you know, this is about the 1985 Ryder Cup when in reality, the 85 episode is about everything going back to the 50s and up into the 2000s. And it just spans like this. This concept that I hadn't really fully thought of in terms of the European Tour running Team Europe, like it, any way you slice it, the European Tour, like from a money perspective and a talent perspective, is inferior to the PGA Tour. So like they have this naturally built-in underdog yeah. thing that like you cannot flip. You can't. You can't. If your team, um, the U.S., you can't. Haven't they won nine of the last twelve? But yes, <laughs> and they're oh, here come the, the underdogs. underdogs. Well, can they possibly but every do year, it? It's like how can the U.S. like look at the. Look at the strokes game. It's, How a, can it's they a, lose? a true no lose situation for it the is. Europeans. It's Every a great time. spot and a to no be. win situation for the Americans, Truly. which is what makes it so entirely captivating. But yeah. also, if it was the PGA Tour, listen, everything yes. like doing everything instead of the PGA of America, it'd be the same fucking story because the PGA Tour is so bad at storytelling. Right, I'm not talking about storytelling though. I'm just talking like a like a a a chance to like knock off the guys from the big tour, even though a lot of them play on the big tour or whatnot. Like you had this built in, and he did a great job telling the story of like how Tony Jacklin started to flip the script on like like taking control of the team, asking for captains' picks, taking control of course setup. He was the first one to do that, not the Americans on that, and like actually de- de- like devising a strategy to approach things where they could actually win. And the U.S. had won so frequently, like to the point like. The the Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals to the point where the event was close to, closer to going away than it was like continuing until like when Europe got involved like that nature of just constantly being expected to win with almost no upside possible like has still not fully worn off on the U.S. side. Like I really started to see it clearly. He laid it out brilliantly in terms of like how easy it was to get Sevy on board and drum up like the interest in like taking this thing back Sully, i'll ask the question like is it time to invite honest abe and mackenzie hughes oh, and God. those guys to the squad like is it, that's gonna solve the, the problem yeah. that's you, gonna solve the problem yeah, wait wait because basically what he was describing is what the president's cup is right now we're like the, yes. or or what like, the Ryder cup is right now europe versus the u.s to a certain extent not the same not even like remotely the same scale <laughs> like not even in the same ballpark you mentioned um, Shane's pod. Shane's pod's really good. It is. It, it, I believe it's uh, different content than it is, else. and it's all basically it's going to be extended kind of excerpts from his book, I believe. Which uh-huh. you know we're doing all kinds of free ads, but I believe his book is up for pre-order. So it should be a, a very interesting tale about the Ryder Cup in a way that I don't think people have done before. I couldn't like worship this event more than I do, and I've learned something in almost exactly. every line he says. So uh, all right, I got something. So I tweeted it out today. Okay. Everybody's been dogging Dustin Johnson. Dogging. Is everyone? Like, everyone one, is everyone dogging no, Dustin so Johnson? So many people are like, are, are putting him in the place of the malcontents and of all the guys that are. No, the problem. I want to push back on this. People are just saying he doesn't give a shit, which I don't think you can defend. I don't think he gives a shit about anything. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's an issue. So that's, yeah. this is included in anything. No, yeah. but I think he. But it's like it's it's not like. Bones, That's how he plays normal golf. Bones talked about and this he's the a lot. Number, and he was, he's been the number one player in the world like very recently. Like How, how is that a problem? That's this a, is how he plays every tournament. That's Bones, a huge problem if you're number one player in the world and you go to France and go one and four. Like, oh, that's a big problem. Hold on, hold on. France hold on. was different, though. France yeah, it had was, all kinds of off-the-field shit going on. Yeah. Right? Didn't they get in that whole big fight? Yes. And there was all kinds there of... There was all sorts of bad shit going on in his life. 
which I'm not, it's not an excuse. That's just maybe indicative of the I just larger go, I failings go through. of the I U.S. team. I want to go through. If you take out, all right, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, you can't Hold take on. Out. I want to go Hold through, on. but I want to take out. Hold on. Yeah. All right, 2010. If you take out the final rookie. round at Pebble Beach and Whistling Straits, <laughs> Dustin's been so solid in the majors. And 20, Chambers Bay. And Chambers Bay. And Chambers Bay, which yeah. was a fluke. Because I think this is take actually a commentary on the Ryder Cup as well, where you can kind of scuffle during during um, singles but play well in two of the sessions on Friday, Saturday and be lauded as a hero. Whereas if you step up during singles and win your match, like nobody really remembers that, mm-hmm. it's, especially in the context of certain years. I agree. So I think 2010, he gets stuck with Mickelson, the uh, golf one of the, oh, one no. of the greatest players of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like you know, Phil, you know, Phil's Phil's not a great Ryder Cup player, right? Like for whatever reason, he he likes doing his own shit. You're not gonna like this, but anything you're gonna like. Phil and and DJ's Ryder Cup records are very similar in terms of like their stature. Definitely out. They should not be sub five hundred Ryder Cup players, both of them, and they both are. I'm just saying. All right, so DJ and Phil go zero and two together. Uh, in why didn't Phil let DJ hit any of the shots in those matches? Or <laughs> listen, I don't. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then the following day, um. DJ goes out with Furick, who I think we all know his his Ryder Cup record is stellar. And then it's not D- great. And then DJ comes out and and beats the shit out of Martin Keimer. All right. So he goes one and three. <laughs> so, okay, you got me there. I see, I see the point you're trying so to make. That's a clear hold on, W hold on, hold on, for you hold on. there. So so 2010 and 2018 in France were not great showings for DJ. 2012, 2014, 2016, like he played really fucking well in the Ryder Cup. Despite being paired with Kucher, for like Kucher was a low-key good rounds. team player for a while. He like he also bunts the ball around the ballpark and just kind of which is good in foursomes. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's not a that's not a that's not an indictment. So then, all right. So what's your larger thesis here? What, what, what are we getting that, at? Let's, all right, let's cut to the all right. DJ in uh, DJ goes three and zero oh in uh, 20, 2012 at, at Medina in a loss. Not the problem there. 2014, DJ goes. Didn't go. He got suspended. He didn't okay. play in 2014. Had, was that the jet <laughs> ski? It was an unfortunate jet ski accident. He sees <laughs> crossing his fingers as he scrolls through the data, hoping that it makes his point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I think 2016, I think he played well. Unfortunately, he tried to ride his, jet, he he went, his jet ski he went, to Scotland. He went 2-2. Two and two. Hurt his back. He went 1-0 and oh in singles. And he got he got paired up with with uh, a he beat Chris Wood so that's not that's not really a good singles. Throw win. it in reverse here. You're, you got to you got to back out of this take uh, a little bit. You wrap this shit I, up. No, B. I know I know what you're trying to say. Here's what I'm going to say is like I would love, love his, his record. No, but like, he I think DJ's is good in singles. Like part of it sounds like he sucks in team play. So why don't you just take DJ, Bryson, and Brooks all the, all the malcontents as you say. Sit their asses, let them go take their naps, play their video games, hang out with their teams, and then just trot them out for singles on Sunday. But that's all right. I've led you into the trap. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, my friends, is where all of Solly's strokes gained advantage comes from from those players. So, but I don't care about that. I'm saying that's what I know your, you don't. But point. that's where I'm saying, like that's where the U, a lot of the U.S. advantage comes from. 
those players no, no, being no, no. no. The gain advantage comes on the back end. That's the point I've made yeah. repeatedly. The, is the depth of the U.S. team is where the, point the value I'm making is. is that I'm excited about the new generation of guys. I know, but can't lay Shoffley, Morikawa if he's healthy. Hopefully, he is. If the top end of guys is a liability, like then maybe your debt you have like reverse. Uh, but a issues. specific liability, TC, as you're the point you're making, I think is they're a liability in team play because. You know, they don't give a shit, as you said, because DJ doesn't give a shit about anything. Well, cool. He gives a shit about himself, so let him go play singles. You know, like, put those guys in a position uh, to succeed. I, I do want to I just, I don't, surprisingly I just don't like ride DJ with TC taking at the, strays here. I, I, I want to ride problem. With, with TC at the end of all this and cosign what Bones was saying on the podcast, which was all the, like, this guy doesn't care, this guy's not in, this guy's whatever. He exempted DJ from all that stuff. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's just how he is all the time. Like, that, that that's is... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I'm with you on DJ. I think yeah. Bryson and Brooks are in a separate... All I'm saying totally is DJ is not category. the problem. Like, he shouldn't be lumped in with any other bullshit. And he's the guy that you're going to pair... Like, you pair Mickelson up with him because you don't know who the fuck else to put Mickelson with. I think, right? I, I think I, DJ, DJ is a problem in Europe. He's 2-7 and seven in matches in Europe. That's a bad thing. And he's been good on U.S. soil, right? So I, I, I'm not. I don't. They got I'm all not, sorts of like other drugs in Europe and like, fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying that we need to sit DJ. I'm just saying like it's for a guy. He's been the best American player over the last decade, right? In terms of like uh, yeah. consistency and super hot take here, the DJ Morikawa pairing doesn't worry me. It, <laughs> that's not. That's right, not keeping uh, me up. That, I'm just saying like, that sounds really solid. We need like you need you like. I'm the, just defending every, DJ here, right? But I I need you to want more out of than seven and nine out of DJ, and don't blame his partners. Like I don't care about that. Like it's you a bad gotta look. step up and it's you unbecoming step up and TC. Up. But when his partners are Furick, Kucher, Ricky, again, you and can't lump Kucher in there. Kucher's actually yeah, been Kuchar's pretty good been in team good. stuff. R- no, but part of it too. is because is because no Kucher's Kucher's fucking terrible in a lot of team stuff, but he gets absolutely crowned by some of his partners. Well, apparently not. And he gets eviscerated. <laughs> and he gets eviscerated. He gets eviscerated. All right, let's move on. He gets eviscerated what... in singles. Pull up Kucher's singles record. Well, we're talking about the we're teams. talking about the current Ryder Cup. What does Kucher's singles record have to do with what we're talking about? I agree. They Pull up. They, they put him with picked, some betas, man. They should have put should have picked Kucher this year. I agree. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't even know. All I'm right, gonna, I got. Go well, that. let's go. Let's run it back on the U.S. side. Who's the surprise guy? Berger. Well, well so I, 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 I I'm with you there. Was talking to someone today, and I, and and Porter kind of speculated on this in in the pod in terms of like the changing of the guard for the U.S. being like this being now JT and Spieth's team, and the a a person somewhat close to the situation confirmed that at a level that I was not even expecting in terms of like DJ. Uh, Kepka and some of the other veterans on the team are just not interested in being the leaders. And that's fine. I'm not asking them to be, but like there are two dudes that have like very clearly taken over in terms of like not like dictating how things are going to be, but like this is the thing kind of runs through us now, and that is what's been so badly needed. Is like that hasn't left the hands of like the fills for like 20 plus years, which There's, is exciting. It's that gets me exciting, excited a billion right? percent. So yes. two things on that. One, does that do they wear it if they lose, basically? Like, if if this blows up in their face this week, does that also stick to those guys, or does it become the Phil, like, no, 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 it was the, it was the captain. We didn't know who we were <laughs> we playing with. It was the we golf need another ball. task force. It was the golf course. Yeah, like, so I think that's one is, like, very easy to say that, you know, 
beginning of the week, but curious what happens this week and if they get credit or blame, depending on how it goes. And two, I think my overall thesis after, you know, reading everything, listening to every pod, you know, watching interviews, thinking about stuff is I think for that exact reason, I, I just I think the the U.S. is unlikable. The U.S. is checked out. All of those storylines I genuinely think are outweighed by the good stuff on the U.S. team. There's six new dudes. Six rookies. Yeah. JT, Spieth. I think Finau, obviously nobody makes fun of Finau more than I do. I think Finau, like, the more I thought about it this week, the more I'm like, damn, that's an awesome guy to have on the team. And, and I he love seems it. ultra ultra positive. Seems like he has the perfect game for it. Seems like he'd be a great teammate. Rooting for Europe, Finau is the guy on the U.S. Like that probably worries me the most, if they, especially if they pair him with the right guys. Where That's where I think if Spieth and Thomas – have leadership capabilities, they don't play together. Because I like I think that's buddy system bullshit, and I don't think like I think it's because they want to play together. It's should they play together? They went three and one together in Europe and played like they made each know. other. I think legitimately there's enough talent better. elsewhere, enough horses, and like you look at other pairings like like Xander, Cantlay. That feels like a really comfy pairing. Another guy like Harris English, just like a. The strong, quiet type. You know, he feels like a guy you could pair, like maybe with Finau. Yep. Like, yeah, that feels. Those all feel comfy. Where, yeah, JT and Spieth, go do your. I'd thing. love to see Spieth and Finau in a different year. JT and Spieth splitting up may make sense, but it's not this year. I don't think if the if the team shook out like Europe's currently does, where it's like you have a top five ish, and we need to spread out our top guys among other rookies and whatnot. But I I think this this US team is really easy to pair up. I guess after. what I'm saying is though is like if those are the two leaders, don't you want them? Not in the same. Group. I don't know. They're I think it. I think it's a lightning route. I think it like It'd be leads, silly to split them up after sounds France. Fucking cheesy. I mean, they're the only good team. <laughs> golf, but it's like I think it's a lead by example, right? Like yeah. you see those guys go out and kick ass. I think it's gets everybody fired up. And I, I don't know. I think what gets me pumped is it just feels like the <laughs> it feels like the, the the cancer in the locker room is it's been. is pretty isolated, right? And it's like I'm not lumping DJ in with that. I think he doesn't care good or bad right like i think he's gonna show up and he's gonna play his hardest and he's probably gonna play better you know he's probably gonna win more than he loses even though that's not his been his record up to this point but he's still dj i think you have bryson brooks as question marks and i think the other literally like the other 10 guys i'm like damn that's really solid 10 guys yes it is yeah i i hope that bryson brooks and dj are are not issue like they don't weigh the team down with their like with their records that's that's my biggest like they're word. outnumbered i right? would agree like, it yeah. just doesn't seem like they, they can i don't think dj's a cancer but i don't think his his apathy isn't a net positive either right like his he's he is perpetually checked so out. i feel very strongly about this and, and i that's think that's not great the the thing i've picked up from europe is like they don't have this attitude that dj still has and has said of like Oh, it just comes down to who plays the best golf. That's what it's going to be. It's like, dude, that is not the point because you've cu- you've tried to do it this way. We're like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play my best golf like right now, and like that is the way that US has always done it and put a ton of pressure on themselves and is not an atmosphere that is like allowed for feeling vulnerable and like selling yourself out to the team. It's like putting the responsibility on yourself and then you've stopped trying to do things as a team. Again, I still think all of his experience almost works against him in that way because he is set in this way of like, yeah, I just got to go play good. That's what it is. It's like, dude, no, we we kind of need you to buy into this whole team thing and get, like give a shit about what else is going on in other parts of the team room. Like that's part of the deal. But that's the, I think his whole thing is like he's so good at 
conserving energy and giving a shit about this the stuff that he needs to give a shit about. And I think at some point, like, you need to make it more micro for him, where it's like, hey, man, like, we really, really need you in in foursomes tomorrow afternoon, dog. Just lock no, in we on really that. need you on Sunday <laughs> in singles. We don't need you for anything well, I else. That's the, what I. I, just, I think, I think Luke, that's the answer. Luke Donald was talking about it. I think on the. Uh, I'm just proving that I'm listening to all these episodes Thank that you. you're doing. But Luke Donald was talking about it on the uh, the pod a couple weeks ago, where like the Victor Dubuisson that one year, where they were like, yeah, Victor's a fucking weird guy. He doesn't get along with the rest of the team. He's not going to be the guy out there cheering for everybody. So like. Over there is Victor's champagne room where we just, like, got his video game set up and he doesn't have to talk to anybody or do anything. He just finishes his matches and he goes and hangs out with his weird friends and plays video games. Like, maybe that's the Dustin treatment. I, I, I don't think – you're not changing Dustin, right? So that I guess that's what I'm getting at is yeah. I think it's good that you're not trying to make him into, like, the rah-rah leader because that's clearly fucking not who he's And I'm not be. either. But no, I, just, I know. I, yeah. That's why I think it's cool that, like, JT and Spieth – clearly want to be those guys yeah so it's like yeah put that on them if yes. they're if they're into yes. that put that on them and then set dj up to succeed in whatever way that is like i, I it's not one size fits all right so I, correct I think i'm not asking him to like yeah. fake it but i am a little bit <laughs> you know what i mean I, I just need like a little bit of buy-in that shows that like you're not too cool for this you know what i mean and that's what i don't see i see a couple fist pumps from him there's not a strokes gain fist bump. I think that that, that is the American fan of like God, this is why not, we need not, not yet. Honestly, not I'm, yet. Not, I'm surprised there's there's not. There, this really. is why we, we need Billy Horschel AI working on that. That's what I hear. Like Horschel's going to fist pump everyone. It's like that's not quite what I mean. It's just more of like a I don't know. I feel like you can be elevated to play better golf when you almost feel like you owe it to your team, right? Instead of like owing it to yourself to put a point ha- on the board, having right? some empathy. Like I, but I think there's. I'm not trying to speak out of both sides of my mouth, but there's there's something to elevating it at the right moment. And you always say this about Brooks and Louis and a couple of these guys, where it's like, yo, there's four weeks a year where like you have to have it, and they figure out the way to do it. Yeah. And I think there's some combo of do that at the right moment of too. figuring out the how to get each guy to that place at the right time, right? And it, for JT and Spieth and I'm trying to think, you know, who else? Maybe like Berger seems like he'd fall in that camp. Harris English doesn't really seem like he'd fall in that camp. He seems much more even keeled. Like I, I, I do think it's a little bit more individualized. Like I don't think it's, you know, I think there's roles for everyone. And yes. I think as a veteran on the team for DJ, it's hard to play the Victor Dubuisson role. Like, and no matter what, some eyes are going to turn to you as far as like setting the the tone for the team. But I guess what I'm saying, maybe a better way to say it is, I think we're also like we keep talking about this generational transition that we're in. Like, DJ's part of another generation yes. that is not coming into this being like, fuck, yes, it's the Ryder Cup. I yeah. can't wait. Whereas guys like Berger and Cantlay and Morikawa yeah. and Harris English and, like, probably Horschel and hopefully Max and hopefully, like, more of these guys. Like, hopefully the tide starts to turn. Scheffler is another one. Hopefully the tide starts to turn for those guys where, like, they do come into it like that. But I almost – I don't want to say it's too late for DJ to get there, but yeah. it's unrealistic to but think that he's going to turn into he's he's not painting his face right like yeah. I agree with that the hardest part and where I think Solly's getting at is when the best player on the team is the one that's aloof that's just a tough vibe totally like on any which is team, where it I doesn't think, matter what sport no yes. totally which is where I think you need yeah. to like just manage this transition that we're in right now 
And I think you start stacking up wins and you start yes. showing like JT and Spieth and Morikawa and all these guys like having a fucking blast at this thing. I just think it like cements it going forward. It becomes magnetic. Yeah, it makes you not feel like a loser right? for think being like an... the guy who's fist pumping everywhere. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. what they all look like yes. right now. Yes. If they all look like, oh, <laughs> I'm not there. fucking fist pumping. Like, of course it <laughs> yeah. went in. It's supposed to go in. Yeah, well, I, think there's, cool. I think there's two <laughs> different. That's dumb. We don't yes. want to do that. But it's going to take some wins. It's to, like, get out like, on the dance floor. Yeah, Start dancing, man. It's going to take some wins to stack up first before. You can't just fake that. That's not just going to appear. Having never been to one of these before. Unless you get astronauts in the team room. (laughs) (laughs) Having never been to one of these before, there's two things that I'm kind of picking up on is, A, like how how much am I missing out on watching on TV that is inherent? Or how much are we going to miss out on this week with wind and with being set so far back to where at some point, like you just got to hit golf shots, right? And it seems like there's so much more emotional gravity attached to all this to where you know I'm, I'm, I'm like i'm having trouble buying into as much of that as we're attaching to it but that's where i think it's like you got to step up and hit golf shots like again the hunter mayhan interview did a lot for me in terms of like how he described the environment between 2014 and 2008 of terms of like zinger set everything up to be really fun i just remember everything about that week being fun we had so much fun as a group and it was like light bulb for me of like of course that's going to promote you playing good golf like when do you all play your best golf for me when i'm playing against you it's at yes of course <laughs> it's after 18 holes <laughs> on and camera I got a couple of drinks and we're gonna go play nine more and i'm just like ready to go have fun. i don't care about my score as much but like i'm ready to like embrace like just the situation like that's when i play my best golf and that was light bulb for me of like Oh, okay. When they were feeling like, all right, I need to sell out for these four guys and we're going to have fun and the crowd's going to be insane. That is what's going to promote my best golf versus like authoritarian, like, hey, you're going to go play with Jim Furyk. Like, that's not a fun environment. Like, finding out day of, you got to go learn somebody's golf ball. And that's the difference, right? So, when you talk yeah. about need to step up and hit that shot, I think that environment contributes so greatly, like feeling comfortable. Starts on Tuesday or. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then the other thing was just from a fact of like JT and Spieth or Morikawa or Berger, a lot of these guys like played a, a shitload of like AJGA Cannon Cup or Wyndham Cup or whatever they call it now. Like coming up, like they they played they played some team golf, yeah, right, and they enjoyed that and all that. Whereas I feel like you've got you know some of these guys in the older crop like Mickelson or DJ or you know guys that just either late bloomers that didn't really play a whole lot of well think about not only that but i was thinking about this we were talking about it a little bit at dinner tonight and like think about the last couple teams so you're totally right i think like this is a team where all these guys finally know each other grew up together have been super comfortable which has kind of been our whole fucking point about like pick more rookies get guys more involved in this but think about every cup leading up to this has always been those younger guys are always almost like in the shadow of you know, maybe not like famous fame wise, but just in the team room have to feel like they're in the shadow of like, they're taking their cues from somebody else and Zach Johnson and like fucking cheese sticks. Like (laughs) the dads. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, no, now eventually that's kind of what I'm getting at with like the, the cancer analogy is like, Oh shit. No, we, we like, we've arrived now. We we, run the team. We run the team now. Like we, we took over, we have critical mass here. So like, yeah, you guys do whatever you want, but like we're we're good over here. Guys on the, we have more guys that are cool that are not cool. The guys in the task force and the older guys like Kucher. Like I'm looking at Kucher's record in singles. 
It's like one of the most disgraceful <laughs> things I've ever seen. He's not, not even here. He's, he's not, not fucking. I know, but he's going to be a fucking captain in like the next nah. eight years. All right. uh, we don't know that. Let's don't stay give focused. him a captainship. Hold on. But also, like, it blows me away that Kepka, like, guy, the big team sports guys, yeah. like Kepka or DJ, don't get into shit like this. Right. Or it's like, like, it's like, what do you like, man? Right. <laughs> yeah, true. Cody, can I put you on the spot hey, for a Kepka, second? Hold on. Sorry. I have I have something on on the on this whole front and it's something that does worry me on the U.S. side, right? So again, this is going back to like Shane's pod talking about how the U.S. got so set in their ways with their all the winning they did before it became Europe. That what happened is the players from that ended up becoming the captains. Jack Nicholas is the captain in '83 and '87, Mister Mr. Nicholas, and they were so set in their ways of like this is how we're going to do it that they didn't realize that things changed that Jacqueline changed things in how Europe prepared and how they embraced it how they got buy in from the European tour they got better rooms better hotel like the whole thing changed shocking jack didn't didn't pick it up it wasn't on there so then we it's harbored just got to hit a fade we harbored a culture of all these dudes that lost a ton that have been left to be like, hey, figure out why we haven't won. Figure out why we haven't. So all Barbara, these dudes, Barbara, these guys are cleaning our clock. All these dudes that have lost so much now <laughs> are in charge of figuring out this, like why these guys lost so much. Phil, Furick, ZJ, who's a better Ryder Cup player than you know, you might, your instincts might tell ZJ's you. ZJ is a yeah. ZJ is actually Davis Love. Yeah. Like you're now like these guys that have couldn't figure out how to win it are in charge of like figuring it out on the back end, right? Whereas if you go look at Europe. Like, the team they have around them, one, all their assistant captains are all these dudes also that have won a shitload and just flow right into that assistant captain role, one. And they have so many dudes working on that team, either from an analytics standpoint or just a general management standpoint, that are not players. They have a team, support team, that, like, I don't know exactly what they're doing decision-wise, but they have, like... A whole imagine like a team of Theo Epstein's like actually running the show, and the players that are assistants are just kind of managing the relationships. Well, and the actual players that are out on the course playing actually listen to them. Yes, because I think that's something too. Like it just seems like there's a hell of a lot less ego. Yes, hundred percent. On the European team, even at the top, with yes. a Hovland or a Rom or something like that, it like they truly. It's not about me. It's about the team. Um, Which I think if it, if the U.S. loses this one, I think it's like. All right, love and, and CJ's gonna be the next captain. I think no matter Let's what send happens, him to Italy and get get it out of the way, <laughs> and then Mickelson's the captain in New York. Yeah, but well, I hopefully playing captain. I think there's a <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for like all of you gotta go. Like I, I, I and, uh, listen, like Phil. I don't know how many Ryder Cups you've been a part of. It can't be many more. And like the record speaks for itself at this point. Like I don't know what you're bringing to the team that's helping them. That's one thing. Counter devil's advocate on that. I think <laughs> it's an entertainment product. I think no. Well, yes, but I think they're going to. We can get into predictions and all that stuff. But I think they're going to beat the shit out of Europeans this week. Damn. And I think Phil's going Sick. to take a massive amount of credit and be like, oh, yeah. "See, this is what I was talking about." And I think he's going to be involved until. He's gonna be like uh, Al, yeah. he's gonna be like right, Al I might Davis. Start, I might start playing the long game. And <laughs> he's gonna be like Al Davis, rooting for the Europeans to get the shit beat out of. Uh, well, I was gonna ask Cody, can I put you on the spot for a second? Sure. So a lot of conversation about guys not buying in, all that kind of stuff. Cody, of course, if you don't know, was a former Special Forces uh, member. Not true. No, sounds not true. Yeah, close enough. Okay. Uh, when someone's not buying in, what what's the first of all any experience with that? And second of all, what how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, absolutely. Guys don't buy in, kick them off the team. No place to be there. 
completely agree with. How you, do you so. kick him off the team? Keep the mic. I, don't give it back him. to DJ. Done. On the spot. Yeah, you're you're out of here. You gotta it's, buy in, man. It's you a give team him, thing. You it's give him COVID. No, in this no situation, you, you, you give him COVID, then you can replace him on the team. Well, I think I honestly don't have any problem. Like, if the U.S. gets off to a hot start, like the buy-in's going to be there, right? I, I think they don't have trust it's in weather, the process guys. when it's not going right. You know what I mean? Like, I think when they get out and run, like they're going to be screaming, and you know, Pepsi's not going to be out there. Somebody's going to be out there whipping flags. How around. bad does it have to get to be not going right? Well, that's what that's I good want. Question. I want, I want the U.S. to win, but I want Europe to be up. Day that's two. a real. Thing. I want to see some adversity, and I want to see them rise to the occasion. That's what I'm looking for. That's a real thing. I, I definitely like. They could be. They could go out and win morning foursomes. I'd because Deej, you made a great point about Spieth and JT. You want to be the captains. You know, when it's, you know, LFG time, you know, oh, we got to sing. Like, everything's great right now. That's but, like, what, what about, about when you're down, you know, going into s- singles or halfway through singles? It's very me reaping, me sowing. Yes. Like, like are you going to yeah, be. this fucking rules. You're going to oh, it's, gonna it when it's not face. going this well. Fucking sucks. Wait, all right. What about, all right. How about this? If you're the U.S. team, do you split up Spieth and Greller? <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy, man. I don't know why I thought it was going to be a real one. I, thought- <laughs> I did too. I, I was like, what I mean, Greller's, what's he got? Greller's like es- essentially the captain of this team, right? DJ, you want to talk about your decision to root for Team USA, or have you already covered it? I think I covered it a little bit. You know, you guys were putting me, really uh, pinning me down in this in this one or zero black and white world that we're living in. Which team you root? You for? have a tendency to sit on Take the fence sta- too. Yeah, because so life's we needed, complicated. We needed There's shades a declaration of gray. from you. Shades of gray. First of all, it's a fucking golf tournament. I don't really care who wins. <laughs> Second of all, uh, if you're gonna make me pick, I, I looked at it all. Of course, I agree a lot with uh, what a lot of. I agree a lot with what Randy said on the. Uh, the preview show this week I was listening to it on my drive. I think that Europe's fun to root for. It's a, it's a, it's a tantalizing, uh, option. I think I get why, you know, why wouldn't you want the team who is both a, you know, the underdogs and B has won nine of the last 12. Like that's a pretty great combo. Lot of, lot nobody of, likes, nobody likes, nobody chooses rooting for the Yankees. Right? A lot I mean, of bandwagon fans. Yeah. It's, on it's, Euro it's, bandwagon it's, right now. it's easy to say the Yankees aren't fun to root for, but listen, I'm I'm a proud product of the US US of A. I think what I just said is, you know, I think our cancerous items are limited to uh I think we've got it, you know. It's more likable than than it's a lot more likable than people realize. Who's yes. more cancerous, yeah. Kepka or Jewel Pods? Uh Kepka. <laughs> for sure. Landslide. Landslide, for sure. Uh, that's what the data that's what the strokes gained uh yeah, Neil's got a lot of, tell you. Neil's got his own science he can show yeah, you the jewel I, can, I can I got some literature for you <laughs> outside the R V. Uh no, so I'm I'm all in. I'm excited to root for the US. Cody, are you rooting for the US as well? hundred percent. Thank you. I would, I would, I would have to th- <laughs> One of the big takeaways over the last couple of days is just how hard all the Euro people shit on Darren Clark. Like that captaincy sounds like it was a total departure from anything. They Before do that every time they lose. After. They do that every. They did. Faldo was a total departure as well. They, a dick, they blame though. the fans and they blame the cap. Like they they, they do this every. See, day. A lot I'm, of people, I'm, like I'm disappointed way. though. TC, you've been on the Euro train for a long time, so you you made your you you showed your true colors long ago. But Randy, it is to me like 
it's easy to root for the underdog. It's a win-win for him because exactly. it's like there's oh, no skin in the game. If they lose, I mean, look at the U.S. team. Yeah. It's stacked. They Thank had you. to exactly. win. Thank and then if, you. And then if they win, it's like, oh my god, what a story! Y'all seen the team room, motherfuckers? <laughs> you know. And so I think that's bullshit. I, and I'm I'm taking this as a long-term investment because I like the young guys on the U.S. I also so I'm here for the long haul. And you can't stamp your passport. That's, can't come back. Well, we we're saying if you, if you want to come back, there's a there's a stiff immigration process you got to go through. Saul is going to write a, a nationality test you've got to take and <laughs> and see if he can if he can get back in. But name all the state rocks. That's what, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Listen, when Max is on the team in Italy. It's going to be uh, that's you know, going to be interesting. It's going to be tough to see Randy come back with his tail between his legs. That's Tron, right. I think is. Tron's like uh, Julian Assange. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, dog, lifetime a achievement. Of, a lot of Swedish connections. <laughs> you're you're not coming too. in, man. There's there's no way. Uh, Randy's like like uh, Chelsea Manning or Bo, Bo <laughs> Yeah, Bergdahl. he's like Bo Bergdahl. I think, I think uh, Cody, your thoughts on no, – I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cody, your uh, thoughts on Bo Bergdahl. <laughs> I think uh, – I think Randy's just completely wandered off base. He I, thinks he's I, he I thinks think, he's doing. I think, I think we've wandered off. Base. I think yes. Randy thinks he's doing something admirable. He doesn't. He has no idea the headache he's about to cause. By I might be Kim. Kim dot com. <laughs> God, that's a name I haven't heard in a really long. Hanging time. out down in New Zealand. <laughs> Did he die? No. Oh, he no. He's been tweeting up a storm the last really? couple weeks. Yeah. All right. I gotta. I gotta catch up. <laughs> I. Uh, I've been. Pro- uh, I've been promising well, people that. Sorry. Last thing I was gonna say on that. Also, I. I do. I will say, TC. You can agree or disagree. I think this European team is a little. It's not as less. It's likeable. not as jolly and likable as as the teams in the past. They're working really hard to portray themselves as yes. likable, and Poulter's really. I feel like Poulter and Casey are like it's like performance art yes. almost at this point. No G Mac hurts you. Uh, I, I like yeah. Thomas Peters. I like I also, Heimer a ton. I, I think going back to you Randy, know, missing, missing I think Randy's guys. kind of some of the blokes. You can't yeah. go bloke short. You can't go with. <laughs> you can't go with. Uh, you know, rooting for the Europeans in the Solheim Cup, and then rooting for the American. Like you got to go all in, one way or the other. See, yeah, I, I disagree. On there's this. a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of, of fair weather. You yeah, you yeah. were partying with the Europeans after the. Well, Solheim I no, I, I saw what I saw from the American team, and I'm I'm happy to reassess my American, you know, thoughts on the men's side. But a lot of what you, I thought you actually, I'm was with you. I thought a lot of what you said about the American uh, Solheim Cup team was spot on yeah it's just when it's going poorly it just there looks joyless out there. Not was it a lot of hang dogs versus... a lot of hang dog yeah and listen I'm, I'm taking it on a team by team basis here i'm rooting for the team i'm not necessarily rooting for the country it's not we're not going to war here can we talk about some pairings can we can we can we sure. flip this thing back on, on track here what uh so here's what what i saw at a team europe today which i some people, again, some British people I was talking to were, were saying like, oh, yeah, Podrick, he's throwing smoke screens up. I was like, what is the goal of throwing smoke screens up on the pairing? The lads are giving you some intel, inside intel? That's Apparently. a bad, really bad take. Someone asked him. I was watching the Stricker captain's. Stricker can barely keep track of his own team. I he's watching, <laughs> yeah, I was watching the captain's press conference on Golf Channel, and someone said that. Like, yeah, What's are you your- going to? Are you going to throw out uh, your real pairings or smoke screens? Like, dude, they're not playing fucking prevent defense. It's not chess. Yeah, like <laughs> there is no defense. What's out your there? read on Stricker as a captain? By the way, I think Stricker is going to lose every press conference ever, especially up against Padraig. I don't think Stricker's good at media, so every time he goes and and does media, I never walk away with a great feeling. But I don't get the sense that I don't. I think he's got control of the team, right? I think like people trust him. 
He's got a decent enough plan with some probably some options within it. You know, not dead set on the plan, but everyone knows probably what's going to happen, which has been an issue in the past. And I don't. I, I think that he's going to run. He's going to run the playbook, right? He has an interchangeable team. He doesn't have a team full of, you know, you know, bombers on a shitty golf course setup for them, like France, like running Bryson and Phil out there and Bubba and all that for France was just never going to work out great. But this is like, he's got control of it. He's in control of the situation at this point. He seems from the outside looking in, like he's done a great job of just taking in a ton of information and just coming to a lot of logical conclusions. Yeah. 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 I was going to say obvious logical is a much better way to say it. He's a game manager. Like what he's bringing to the table here is not rocket science. He's right. It's not like he's telling everybody to go out and, and like, Hey, I know you've never played this, you know, we're picking Scott Stallings for the team. I know none of you know him, but like we're I'm, we're doing it. Yeah. Like he's he's like no, let's okay. Let's go Scott Stallings out here catching straight. <laughs> no, Scott, Scott Stallings. I would ride. I would be thrilled. It seems Scott, like, I know Cody would be thrilled. If it, Scott it, Stallings. It seems like Stricker Stricker's out here. Like <laughs> you know, he's he's like a, a a quintessential Wisconsin quarterback. Like Wisconsin Badger quarterback Joel Stave, for instance, like he's just he's just managing he's the just game, running the play, you're, distrib- you're, you're distributing the ball, and that's what I was gonna say. Is it's like you're not gonna lose the locker room that way, you know? Yeah. He's not he's not doing the Tom Watson thing, which I know we already shouted out uh, uh, Shane Ryan's podcast, but his podcast of the 2014 Ryder Cup, and then also you brought up the Hunter Mayhan interview. Tom Watson was so sick, so much worse than he got credit <laughs> for. Even I know everybody excoriated him uh, at the time, but it was so much worse than people even realized. Calling a putt Watson esque that somebody made is the sickest move for a captain <laughs> possible. Um, I don't know. I I think it I, the way the U.S. system I think kind of works now. It's 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 decentralized from Stricker as well, right? It, it's not dictating a whole lot. You it's, know what I mean? It's kind of Soviet, even you know, decentralized. You know, just yeah. Like I, I, I think the biggest thing with the Euros, you know, the biggest thing that Padraig has to overcome is the uniforms. Mm. I'm glad you brought this up. Their colors are so you tough. See the price tag on some of these? Too? I did. I did. You and can't then, like that out of Team Europe. You see, like they have like thousand dollar polos. No, yeah, it's not good. And then you you sprinkle in some of the American, some of the some of the the yeah. vomit orange that they bring in or. It was brown a couple years They're ago. They're not rocking. It sounds was, like some Jay Lindbergh stuff. To where, like, uh, you know, it's some some Italian company. Um, you know, and I, I'd like to reference my friends in, on the International Presidents Cup team. Where I think they're starting to get somewhere with like the black and white and kind of the black, white, and gold. You know, kind of the the you uh, one free hat. Now you're just chatting no, about. No, no. no, I just well, like, and like Padraig has like. He's consistently over like the last twenty five years of his career, like had some of the worst He's had some style tough, taste. Tough ever. Uh, real quick, just came to me, but on the which team you're rooting for thing, I think I would much rather ride for the International Presidents Cup team than I would the European Ryder Cup team. Just yeah. on the sole aesthetic. Well, well, just on like, dude, this is sick. Like now we're talking globetrotters like, and yeah. true and generals, it, like. Yeah. Fuck the like. Why would anybody want to see the American team <laughs> win the Presidents Cup? Like that's bad for everybody involved. And you root for like Honest Abe and Leash, and yeah. Cam Smith, and like some truly likable yeah, blokes. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speak out of both sides of my mouth, but when you talk we'll, about fencing, listen, it's, it's we'll, complicated. Neil. We'll, it's complicated. Uh, revisit that next year. Okay. So, anyways, back to the pairings. Um, <laughs> 
This is who was uh, – so Europe played 18 holes today, which was the hardest weather day. And these guys are – the mindset of all of them has been, like, not burn yourselves out. They should shut it down tomorrow. I completely. was surprised they played 18. Daniel Berger didn't even play golf today. He went and chipped and putted around the course, but, like, Love decided that. the wind's coming out of a different direction than what we're going to see. I don't need to see shots going a different way. He I don't need fishing. to play, which is a great move. He hit balls in the range. He was grinding out there. He was not like he just skipped practice today, but, like – Walleye were biting, man. There's <laughs> – Salmon. I, I, Salmon were running. The wind was so, like, strong today that you have – like, you're going to be playing totally, totally different golf shots. Like, bombing it out to the right and watching it draw back on 18, it's going to take the opposite shot the rest of the way if the wind goes as forecasted. But anyways, we saw Rom and Sergio – play an alternate together we saw Tyrrell Hatton and Shane Lowry Rory and Poulter Paul Casey and Lee Westwood Viesberger and Fleetwood and Hovland and Fitzpatrick I, I think I hate every single one of those. I was just about to say I think I like all those <laughs> really yeah what do you hate about those I just feel like you're 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 neutering your best players and you're trying to hide all your weakest guys or your shortest guys but I don't know like you look maybe at maybe I'm a moron Rory and Polters. That's foursomes or four like balls. That's who was all, They were okay. alternating. These teams okay. were alternating today. Rory and Polter feels like they might be trying to sprinkle some some fairy dust. I feel like Rory's just gonna be burned out and exhausted. But, but I, no, I but burned like super burned out. Rory's the best Rory because <laughs> he truly like. Best I think I think match play Rory makes a ton of sense <laughs> because going back, like, you can you can be super aggressive and you can just yeah. hit shots without fear of consequence. Versus, I think stroke play Rory gets in his own head and all that. I just I cannot wait to see how this goes. Like I'm I'm done looking at pairings and trying to figure it all out. Like by this time tomorrow night, we'll know the matchups and the U.S. I would be stunned if they didn't go. Of course, J.T. and Spieth, Xander and Cantlay, D.J. Morikawa and Kepka and Berger as foursomes. That's like I I think you can almost print that up. Um, Those are strong. And then yeah. why are we talking foursomes first when then four ball? Well, this was, something, first, right? this was something Orson's I wanted to bring first. up. This was my biggest takeaway from the Solheim Cup, I think. there was uh, We were talking to Karen Stupples, who was talking about when Beth Daniel was the U.S. captain, and she was like, wait, this is, makes no sense. Why would we do foursomes first instead of four ball? And they were asking her, like, why? And she said, well, if we can play four ball first, then everybody gets to ease in. All the rookies get to play their own ball. It's, like, as normal of golf as you can play. Then we can see who's playing well. And then in the afternoon, we can pick who we want to play foursomes. But just going out and like sending potential rookies out in the morning to play f- a weird format they never play in the biggest event that they're going to play. They're not playing their own ball. They re- have a partner to like that they're feeling guilty for it's or whatever. It's an entertainment product, like, This man. makes no sense. Well, what are well, we doing? Why would they not have four balls first? I would say as an entertainment product, you would think that like the PGA of America would want four balls first, foursome yeah, second. Yeah, get your best golf. However, however, however. I think from a fan perspective, in the afternoon, you know, fans out there, like you want, you want, more you balls want play, four, four yeah, balls in play. It's so and, for, and you finish you finish quicker in the morning to make sure yeah you're not behind. Foursomes has been a big asset for the U.S. on home soil over the last three Ryder Cups. They're fifteen <laughs> Which is and nine fascinating. in foursomes. It's all foursome struggles have been on the road, right? So which is it? That's hot start. Must credit NLU. Yeah, hot that's start, a narrative we're not hearing out hot there. Hot start, you know, in the mornings for foursomes, and I. Th- I, I don't I don't know. You could go either way. I think it depends on how your team lines up. I mean, Bjorn kind of did some chess moves in 2018 and went um, four ball in the morning. U.S. put all their horses out and then did like the backups or the, the second rotation the for foursomes, and they just in Europe went strong and they waxed them. They went four. And what is what does Galloway call that? Jiu Jitsu or 
<laughs> complete know. gangster move. Gangster move. <laughs> so, well, I, 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 you know what? I'll let you. <laughs> I'll let you have podcast. all the, all the foursomes, all the four ball, all that nonsense. When it comes to talk about singles on Saturday night, where the Euros have really shined, the Euros have really shined. Euros have been better in singles than you would think. Yeah, That's, really. Yeah, it's, it's first mind blowing. But again, the U.S. stuff has been different, right? I mean, it's even with 2012 in there, the U.S. has been better in singles over the last three Ryder Cups. Well, I would say if, if you take out Kuchar, the, the U.S. Is, probably has a better record. I think we're about at wrap-up time. But anyway, <laughs> it's, been, it's been real, folks. But so if, if Europe comes out, you know, with the foursome teams that I think that they probably would, which would include Rom and Sergio, Poulter, like Poulter and, um, Rory. And, and Rory, and then where was Casey? Who was Casey with? Sorry, I'm... I don't, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this afternoon or whatnot, but... Um, Casey and Hovland? Oh, sorry. I'll pull it up here. It was Casey and Westwood, and then Hovland Fitzpatrick, or Wiesberger Fleetwood, or Hatton Lowry. I don't think Hatton Lowry... Casey Westwood just doesn't make sense to me with like from a putting perspective. Or from yeah, that's, I feel what, like I that's like what I'm saying. Like, Hatton Lowry is better are, than that. Europe's teams are hard. I, I, I just don't see it they like don't lining fit up. together like a puzzle. I don't think it lines yeah. up great. That doesn't mean they can't figure it out, but like... It's going to take a little bit of guesswork. That being said, there are dudes with iPads out there tracking every shot hit that the Europeans play. And, like, their, their analytics team is to a level that we have not fully grasped yet. It's, it's wild. some truly avant-garde shit yeah, out exactly. there. It's wild. But uh, that's about all I've got. Well, is this I've, 15th club out there for them? Uh, I believe it's still 15th club, yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure. But, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. By this time tomorrow, we'll have the pairings, so. Anything else? We gotta save some takes for tomorrow night. We're doing. I was gonna say shows. we're not even doing predictions yet. This is we'll do that tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow night. They're gonna yeah, all change. give you a day. Go, yeah. go walk Randy's, around the ground. Randy's gonna be here tomorrow to, to throw some grass in the air, get a get a sense of how yeah, things feel out there. So, Cody, yeah. who are you kicking off the team? DJ Brooks. Uh, Brooks would be gone instantly. What do you guys think of the rig? The rig, Bryson? sweet. Wait, you're not kicking Bryson off? No. Why? Because I he think... has something that like. A lot of people don't understand it yet, but he has an it factor behind him. Bryson has been kind of running. Bryson's got a vibe out there. I think Bryson's got a good week. I really do. Bryson's a charlatan. I'm I'm prepared <laughs> to tear him down for training for the long drive over the Ryder Cup, but he I think he could be set up. He could if they get him in the role that he should be in, which might be just play your four ball with Scotty Scheffler, and go have fun and send it and bomb drivers everywhere. He could go three and zero pretty easily. I really do think uh, so. I would say to Cody to the point the rig is phenomenal. I'd say anybody that's curious, picture uh, Tour Sauce season three and picture the exact opposite, <laughs> and uh, that's that's kind of what we've got cooking up here in uh, Sheboygan. God, that's gonna be that's gonna be so depressing if Stricker and the twenty twenty one really the twenty twenty Ryder Cup, which says all the, on all the merch, is the like the redemption, this sort of the redemption story for for Bryson DeChambeau. We'll explore that if we get there. I think I agree with you that it that would sucks. it would wipe a lot of stuff it feels out. Feels so fucking cheap. It, it, I don't disagree, but I, we'll get there. We we'll get there. I think you. Well, yeah, we'll get it's there. Just, we it's get there. the read playbook, but yeah, we'll get there. We're monitoring it. Thank yeah. you. Anyways, be prepared for lots of takes coming out of this RV as the week goes along. Um, hope everyone that's coming up for it enjoys themselves. Stay safe on these mounds out there. Don't break an ankle. And uh, we'll see you back here later this week. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect 